0: Lion mother trucker.
1: <laughs> Hi, everyone, and welcome to What Would My Shrink Say, a podcast where you get inside the heads of a couple psychologists and see life through their eyes. You'll never be the same. <sighs> All right, Todd. Yes, sir. One of the questions I think we both get asked a lot um, as a therapist is... Because you spend a lot of time, you know, thinking about other people and how they're thinking and kind of thinking about the mind and the way psychology works and it works in individual people, like as therapists, do we get, do we have a propensity to get in our heads too much Mm -hmm. in our own lives Mm -hmm. to kind of overthink things or just be too heady about stuff in a way that ends up being problematic because of the kind of work we do? Yeah. What do you think about that? Is that a thing?
0: Yes. For me
1: it's a mm-hmm. thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um but as you as you stated this or, or asked this question, um it occurred to me that it may be this was this is my personality anyway, and, and maybe this is why I self selected into being a psychologist. Hmm. Or is it because
1: So that that propensity to be kind of overly in your own head right maybe that's just more temperamental or personality driven than it is a function of your career yeah maybe my training didn't bring me to this point maybe i was just like this before but well how would you how would you know think through that like how would you test that out whether that was true or not yeah i don't know i i
0: mean i can i can definitely look back at my younger years and, and say i was doing the same thing then so okay
1: yeah Or or a form of the same thing. I think I've refined the process a little bit. (laughs) Well, okay, so let's, we should probably, let's back up a little bit. When we say being too much in your own head, like what does that mean to you? Like what's an example of that? Um, I I sort of interpret that as like overthinking things.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Is that fair?
0: No, yeah, I think that's how I'd describe it too. Okay. Um, Overthinking things or... um, yeah, I guess if, if we're talking about a behavior that we think is is overthinking, or if, if we're talking about a behavior that we think is um, extreme, then then to me it also would mean at some point dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. Probably doesn't
1: work for you. Can you think of an example of it? It could be your own, but it could be just a client or someone you know, or like what what's a cla- like kind <laughs> of a classic example of overthinking something? Um.
0: If I'm if I'm faced with a choice about how to respond to someone, let's say, um, someone's upset with me, okay. um, friend, family, whatever it is, and I'm thinking about maybe just my response, I'll go through what I'd like to say. Mm-hmm. Then I'll go through a process where I go, well, how is that going to land on them? You know, if I say what I want, how is that going to affect them? And then, you know what, from what I know about this person, their background, this, you know, you know, I can see why they're saying what they're saying. I can see why they're upset.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, well, maybe I shouldn't say what I want to say then because, you know, would that really matter? Because this person's coming from this point and then I can, I can do that all day, you know. Um, the, the multiple levels of what maybe, maybe someone mm-hmm. might think, how someone might respond, I, I, can, I can overthink that. All day long.
1: So when you're so when you first started thinking, I was like, "Well, why is this a problem?" It sounds like you're just being kind of a thoughtful, sensitive person. You're thinking about how other people feel, not just how you, (laughs) what you want and how you feel. I I think it
0: it comes at a cost to me, though, where I'm not being as genuine or as assertive as I might be, because I start taking into account or trying to take into account every possible outcome or negative reaction that I might get, hmm. and and that I think stifles me um, as an individual sometimes.
1: Yeah. So you had, I mean, my red flag went up when you when you mentioned the phrase all day. Because I think if, you know, if someone's upset at me, yeah. I, I think it's good that I think through like, well, okay, well, how would this decision affect someone else? And maybe I spend five, ten minutes thinking through it, going over <laughs> a few options. You yeah. know, like, I don't know. That generally seems pretty healthy to me.
0: No? Yeah. No, Do you I think. Disagree? No, okay. no, I agree. Okay. I agree.
1: But if you're, thinking about it all day long and not really generating much new information or new insight that seems if nothing else that seems like a lot of wasted mental attention and energy totally agree yeah Okay.
0: yeah um, I and I think it, it impacts my ability to make kind of judgment calls sometimes because um, um <laughs> You know, someone someone can do something fairly negative to me. And a, as a shrink, I can almost empathize with them right away. Like, ah, I see why they did that. You know, they come from this kind of, okay. So they did this. And and it's, it's almost like then I become a doormat oh. at times because I can understand their motivation for their crappy behavior. Gotcha. Instead so, of just saying, you know what? I don't appreciate that. And it bothered me in this way. Gotcha. I'm like, ah.
1: Well, yeah, I can see that. I can see why they it's your job all day, every day for people come in, they say this, yep. X and then you say, Oh yeah, I can see that. But have you thought about Y and Z?
0: Or I go or they say, Hey, I came in and I you know, they come in and they say, Hey, I did X and I go, What was their motivation for doing and, right. and so like I'm constantly looking for motivation and explaining behavior mm-hmm. and when that happens in my personal life, it's awful.
1: Because it can lead to a kind of like indecisiveness or second guessing yourself or, or kind of lacking confidence in your initial. Well,
0: as, as awesome as being a psychologist is, you don't want to be a psychologist in your personal life. Like that's not a role you want to take on very often in your private life. Why not? You're because, <laughs> <Uh-oh>. because <laughs> am I doing this wrong? <laughs> no, this is perfect. I just heard your wife laughing in the background. Um, Because the people in your life aren't coming to you for help for mental issues. They're they're there for other purposes, other reasons. And if you're constantly treating them like they're, it's not an authentic thing at that point. Okay. Yeah. And so I think one of my tendencies is to end up kind of um, playing shrink when I shouldn't. Oh, like on
1: yourself almost.
0: On myself or um, I'm not actually trying to help my friends change anything or my family change anything, right. but I'm trying to account for all those variables yeah, I would as a psychologist analyzing it. and it just becomes way too muddled and way too confusing. Hmm. And then my my role isn't to help them. My role is to get my needs met too. And so th- there's a huge conflict between the process I'm going about to understand the situation and then what my role is
1: then. Okay, but devil's advocate isn't isn't more information good? Like, why? What's the downside of thinking? Let's assume you're not completely unproductively thinking. Let's you are really analyzing things and thinking about things from different angles and perspectives and yeah. different people's point of view. Like, you're, it's new information. Like, why? What's wrong with that?
0: It, well, it depends on the context and the the purpose of the situation. I think right. I mean, if you're trying to get, um if you're trying to get a promotion at work. Okay. Right? You need to be really focused on probably your performance, being able to articulate, you know, why you're valuable to the company, whatever, mm-hmm. why you're worth the extra money, whatever that is. It it probably won't do you a lot of good to start studying your coworkers' personalities and making a formal <laughs> kind of um Study of those things, and your boss, and and then almost shoot you yourself down, and say, "Well, why shouldn't I get this raise?" You know, maybe maybe the company's having a hard man. Eh, I don't want to push anybody right now because you know I know Joe down the hall. Just you know, he's kids just got braces. And I <laughs> and I wouldn't want to. You know, I mean, you're not going to be as assertive. You're not going to go chase that down, which is your ultimate goal. Hmm. You end up kind of trying to take care of everybody. Okay. And manage their own health, you know, and like, I don't want to step on any toes. I'll, mm-hmm. let, go. I'll let Joe go
1: get that promotion, you know, because he's his kids just got parasites And so that seems to be the common theme is that overthinking leads to less assertiveness,
0: less assertiveness, or just a it, it can potentially warp the goal, the end goal. If you're trying to register your daughter for school
1: mm-hmm.
0: and, um, You know, you you happen to be standing in line with another set of parents and they're explaining their lives and challenges they're facing and blah, 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 why they want their kid to go to school. There's only one spot left. Mm -hmm. You don't want to be going, oh, well, you know, I know that my wife and I, we're good parents. We've got, you know, we we make a good living. Like, we can we can probably make our daughter happy anywhere, you know. we'll go ahead and just kind of, we'll get out of line and let this family go through. Because, man, I know, you know, from what we just heard about them that they're going to have a really hard time, Mm -hmm. you you know, and and that's the goal is the
1: the charitable thing to do though. Isn't that just a good thing to do to like, you know, put other people in front of yourself and
0: yeah, it's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) You'll go far in life.
1: (laughs) Well, but I mean, but really like, I think a lot of people, when you describe that situation, I mean, I'm with you. I would, I would get my daughter to school, (laughs) but I think a lot of people would see that situation and go like, no, I should let those other people. Go in front of me.
0: At, well, I think that's the cost of of you then subverting or, or or suppressing your own needs over somebody else's, and I would argue that wasn't the goal when you got in line.
1: Yeah, but as you get new information, goals change. Maybe.
0: Yeah, maybe.
1: Okay, but <laughs> clearly for you, if you were in line and you started hearing them, you you would almost want to be able to kind of shut your brain off and just go with your initial. Yeah. Inclination. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, in that point, you're... Yeah, you've decided you'll you'll suppress your own needs or your kids' needs. You know, I don't know. I guess I could say it was right or wrong, but...
1: What if you're... Another devil's advocate question. What if it's the kind of situation where actually, yes, you do tend to think a lot, and in 90, 95% of your life, that's actually a really good thing, and you just tend to focus on the 5% of your life where it is not such a great thing. Like, what if you're kind of being biased in your assessment of how bad overthinking really is? Like, what if it actually leads to really good things in a lot of, like, if you're you're filling out your taxes, right? Like, you you wanna err on the side of overthinking a little bit, probably, right? If it's gonna mean thousands of dollars difference on your tax return. Right? So, like, what if there are all these other situations in your life where you are overthinking, you know, air quotes, overthinking? You're really going, spending lots of time going over different scenarios and formulations and perspectives. And that there's really just this handful of little situations where it doesn't lead to good outcomes. But on a whole, man, it's way better to overthink things than to underthink things.
0: Again, I'd, I'd argue um, that's not true. <laughs> and <that> the, <laughs> the idea is that you want to. you. Rather than underthink or overthink, you want to give things the correct amount of thinking. Gotcha. Like any kind of extreme under or over is an extreme for a reason. It's probably just not a
1: good idea. Mm-hmm. You know? So you want to be able to modulate the amount of thinking you do appropriately given the situation, right?
0: And let's say you've got a simple way of doing your taxes, and and you know on TurboTax they say put this number line item this instead of just doing that mm-hmm. I end up looking at it and going well what does that number mean mm-hmm. how and well and I guess if I if I took that number and it's supposed to mean this and but it doesn't really reflect that I think this is a, you know that's what I, that's what I'll end up doing when it just it, the only thing's required is to take this number from this line mm-hmm. plug it in here does that make any sense hmm yeah. yeah
1: yeah so I like that ability of that idea of flexibly adapting your thinking to the demands of the situation.
0: Yeah. And I think that's the process I'm in now and maybe have been for the last couple few years is like, I'm really trying to be more mindful and say, I want to give this the correct amount of thinking. I don't want to beat a dead horse here and I don't want to just make a rash decision, but I,
1: yeah. And maybe part of that's temperamental, but part of it is that as a shrink all day long, you're kind of, you're, you're usually upshifting into more thinking. Right. That's the most common kind of move. Yep. And that, that maybe kind of biases you in...
0: What wh- other variables have I not accounted for? <laughs> yeah, right. And that's not a good... Right. It's not a good when, thought process. When you're process. deciding what to watch on Netflix. Right. Nah, you no, know, nah.
1: nah, You don't need to think through all the, the variables. No. Right. Hmm. All right, that's good. As usual, like, once things get to a car metaphor, we know <laughs> we're on the right track.
0: <laughs> yeah, as men, that's one of the signs that we feel like we're... <laughs>
1: We, we feel confident. We've secure, done it right. Like we're Did we end cars.
0: that with a card metaphor? Then we're probably good. <laughs> good enough. Yeah. How do you, do you overthink? Are you an this overthinker?
1: Is, this, see, I'm starting to overthink now because <laughs> I don't want to sound like, I don't want to sound vain or like I'm bragging, but I actually genuinely think of this as a strength in myself is that I think I'm pretty good at not overthinking. So like I I have always found it very or pretty easy as a therapist to leave my work at work like mm-hmm. I I just I I walk out of the office and I I rarely think about work at yeah. all afterwards. Um but I think just in general that ability to um downshift and you know not have a few thoughts about something and go like, well, yeah, okay. I've thought about that. Good, you know, like good enough to say good enough with my thinking. I think that's the the kind of that's the the criteria I have. Like, I've how do you low-balling. how do you
0: know when you've met that criteria? Good enough.
1: Honestly, it's. Have you ever heard of the Pareto principle? No. So it's there's this Italian economist um, named, Pareto is his last name, but he and this was I don't know 100 years ago or something, but he discovered this interesting fact that in Italy, something like 80% of the country, the land in the country, was owned by about 20% of the people in the country. So there was this like, and, and you see this this law applies everywhere in life. So if you look at um, most major corporations, 80% of their profits come from 20% of their divisions. Okay. So a huge, a, an, an unbalanced um proportion of the effects of something come from a a very small subset of the the kind of causes or the inputs to something. That's really abstract. But the point is, when it comes to thinking about most decisions, especially kind of like regular life, ordinary decisions, like how a conversation goes, I'm very confident that my first thoughts one, two, and three, if if I don't get a good response in one, two, and three, like I'm not, numbers like four through 25 are not gonna give me any more good information. So if I'm gonna think through this well, it's gonna happen in the first one, two, or three thoughts.
0: So did, did reading this, this find from Pareto?
1: Oh, no, that wasn't, I, I think I did that anyway. Okay. I, I just sort of, I, maybe I just found through experience that like thinking more than a few, than thinking about something in more than a few Ways or a few kind of thought cycles doesn't seem to add much to the quality of my decisions. Uh, so I, I really just, I think through things, you know, however you want to think about it, a couple thoughts, a few cycles of thinking, a couple different like ways of looking at something. Um, and I don't... I, I just And then you of, feel pretty comfortable like, eh, it yeah, it looks like I'm getting I'm just, the same answer. Yeah. Okay. And, and maybe it's because I'm sort of a non-perfectionist, like an anti-perfectionist, sort of like I'm very okay with for most situations in life, I'm very okay with good enough. Like, I'm fine being a C student. Like, when it comes to what movie we watch on Netflix, you know, like, I don't know. like I, It doesn't have to be an amazing movie watching experience. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if we watch something that's kind of a dud, like, I don't really care. Like, yeah, it's oh, a bummer, but it's not that big a deal.
0: So that's interesting, so, so one of the ways I, I, I can usually tell that I'm about to overthink something is I'll ask my question, in what way could I be wrong? You know, like here, I think this is the right thing. How could I be wrong though? Yeah. And man, I can dream up
1: Mm.
0: some, you know, I can come up with some really good, like, well, it's a wrong choice if I, you know, this or that, if that, and like, "Ah." and and nowhere is this more present than like when I go to buy something that's more than like a hundred dollars. Oh, I can, I'll buy that. Yeah. Well, but then, you know, what if, Mm. and I'll do that for a year and then i'll buy that thing and i'll regret it for <laughs> weeks you know <laughs> and then i'll finally calm down about that's it that's
1: interesting so it's funny as soon as you said that i thought like that i do that in a few situations but uh-huh. very rarely so like if i've if i've had a like a fight with my wife or a disagreement right. i'd definitely go into that mode and like
0: what, what way am i wrong yeah
1: what did i could i have done something wrong here right. like what what am i responsible for here what are the different variables what are the if it's something real that really matters to me I I will kick into that, but uh, it has to be a really high threshold yeah. for me to. I'm like if I if I have to buy a even a new phone, like which is something you, you use a lot. Like I I do a little bit of research and then I just buy the thing uh, and I don't whether I save ten percent or not. Like I don't really care. Uh, like it doesn't. I and part of that is just like it's not I'm worth the mental energy enough to. I make a good living and I don't have to worry about the Maybe. 10% difference in savings on a, on a phone. But it just, there's a lot of things. Like it, when I'm choosing a movie to watch at night, like am I gonna enjoy this one 10% more than this one? Like I don't care. Like it, it just doesn't matter mm-hmm. to me very mm-hmm. much. Um, so I think.
0: Back to those percentages again
1: with you. <laughs> <laughs> I also think I'm pretty good at a process of set it and forget it. So when it comes to like, uh, like what I wear, like what kind of shirts I buy, I have I have a kind of shirt that I like, and I I discovered a long time ago what type of shirt I buy, and that's just what I buy. I, I'm not like I'm not interested in exploring new options for different types of <laughs> shirts. Right? Like I don't I don't know. There's just a lot because it just wouldn't and, add that much to your life. Yeah, it's not worth it. The the I'm sure there are better shirts for me. Sure, but that small increase in benefit is not worth all the time and energy it would take to like research and try different shirts. And How do you know? What life? if there's
0: a shirt out there that once you put it on, you'd be like,
1: my God, I can't believe I ever lived without this shirt. I think it's highly unlikely. That just <laughs> doesn't happen in life very much. <laughs> um, so I think that's that's a big one. But then also like, I was, I was thinking about this question and I think the other thing that helps for me a lot with this is that I... And, and I think it's be, we talked about hobbies um, a little while ago, and, and we've talked about curiosity a bit in terms of kind of mm-hmm. psychology and mental health. And two things I know about myself is I'm very curious, and I always have tons of hobbies, too many hobbies going on. And where that comes into this, I think, is that I always have lots of really enjoyable things like on deck ready for me to think about. Mm-hmm. There's, mm-hmm. I, there's just like a ton of stuff I'm... If, like, I get excited to have free moments because I've got like a whole lineup of things I'm kind of interested in thinking through and, yeah, you and stay mulling busy. over. And, like, yeah. So I, I think when, if I'm, if I'm worried about something, for instance, like I, maybe I have an awkward conversation with somebody. And I, like anyone else, I would have that like, oh, well, did they take that the wrong way? And like, what did they think about me? And mm-hmm. I can pretty quickly go like, well, I don't know. Maybe they did, maybe they didn't. There's not really much I can do about it. Ooh, look. Shiny, interesting things to think about. I'm going to go over there. It's a lot easier to disengage from that unhelpful thinking when you have other interesting, fun things to think about. Yeah. And I think I'm just lucky in that I have, I usually have lots of things I'm excited to. That makes it easier to disengage from overthinking, worry, rumination, Right, that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I no, don't, I don't, I wouldn't say you're lucky. It seems like you work hard and you're, you're looking for things all the time too.
1: But well, I'm just, I think I'm curious temperamentally, and so that yeah tends to lead to a lot of that stuff. One one thing that's helped me, I think, is realizing
0: because <clears throat> because I, I I overthink a lot interpersonal stuff, mm-hmm. relationships stuff like that. And <clears throat> one one revelation that's helped me a lot is realizing that just because I'm pretty good at predicting behavior doesn't mean I'm the cause of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm going to say something to someone and, and mm-hmm. I can reliably predict they're going to react this way, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean it's my issue, you know, and, and I've gotten better at saying like, I might say that they might get mad oh. and that's on them. Yeah. That'll be their deal, you know, but I do feel the way I feel and here's, I'm going to be tactful and respectful, but assertive and telling them, right. Um, so that that's definitely helped disengage some mm-hmm. of that, like oh, I've got to be I'm responsible oh. for how they you know react and what they what they so think and, clear lines
1: about where yeah, the responsibility begins. Right,
0: and ends. that's a
1: good one. That's that's helped like that. a lot. Mm-hmm.
0: And 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 sometimes when I think, am I overthinking? I'll go back to that. Like, am I trying to take responsibility for somebody else's response? Yeah. Yeah. Then no, mm. let's not do this anymore. Yeah. Okay.
1: One of mine, I think, one thing that, that helps me personally, and this is one of my favorite, top five favorite things about being a therapist in uh-huh. a career, is that it in my job, I get to see examples of a lot of things that I don't want to do. I get reminded on a daily basis of things that really don't work for people mm. and how, how painful and problematic those things can be. Mm-hmm. So a really common example is just worry you know, I think most people would know that in general, you know, worrying all day long about how a conversation went, probably not super helpful. It just tends to make you miserable. Sure. Um, But it's, you know, it's hard not to do it. And I think to some degree, every single day seeing how problematic that is for people and how much suffering that leads to, I think it just in those moments when I'm tempted to kind of continue worrying about something, I, I like. I literally think of clients and think like, oh my, you know, like, I I can see, I, I have vivid examples of how that doesn't work. This is not the answer. Yeah, I know exactly where this goes and I don't want to do it. So it. And that's a different thing than just abstractly knowing like, oh yeah, I probably shouldn't worry. But like having a very vivid right. sense for where this goes. What it looks like. I think that, I know that actively goes on through my mind when i feel pulled towards any sort of like overthinking or being stuck in my head cuz that's that's what i do all day every day is listen to people talk about how overthinking leads to problems <laughs> right. in their lives ruminative like, or worry or yeah. whatever it I is i mean that's just a, such a huge part of my work Yeah. so i think I, I think that is just a big thing i i see lots of examples of how it's unhelpful um, yeah yeah definitely agree it's unhelpful yeah the other thing too, I, I would just pitch at the end and this sounds like, it almost sounds like a plug or something it. and <laughs> it's a topic that's so, it's almost like cliched and cartoony now at this point, but um, I meditate pretty regularly oh. and I, I think that helps more than anything else. Oh. So the, the basic, at least the kind of meditation I do it's called mindfulness meditation and it's all it involves is you sit down and you try your best to hold your focus on the sensation of breathing. Like what it feels like to have air go into your lungs and come back out again through your mouth. Just what it feels like, that's it. Not think about it, what it means, or how well you're doing it or anything like that, but just what it feels like. Okay. And inevitably, your mind is gonna get distracted. You're gonna start thinking about, am I doing this right? How come this is so hard? What do I need to get at the grocery store on my way home from work? (laughs) You know, like all sorts of stuff your mind wants to take control of your attention and meditation is all about recognizing mm. when your mind is doing that and taking back control of your attention and saying, no, like, yeah, we could think about that. And that stuff maybe is important. But right now what I want to do with my mind is hold it on how it feels to, to breathe. Mm. And that I really think that's, that's a mental, that's a muscle just like any other muscle and if you exercise it and really practice that, it's easier when you're out in daily life and you start worrying about what so-and-so thinks about that comment you made in your conversation. It's easier to go, you know what? I, if there's a very small likelihood that that's going to lead to anything helpful, so I'm going to redirect my attention to something else.
0: Well, and, and you've, you've exercised that muscle of focus. Like, I'm choosing not to
1: focus on that. Yeah, to... to Take my focus off of one thing and hold it on something else right. in the face of competition. Something's mm-hmm. saying, "No, no, no, look at me, I'm important." Yeah, and I to me that's the key to not overthinking and mindfulness. As much as it's kind of a <laughs> hyped as the cure all for everything, you, you see mindfulness stuff all over the place. It it really does like I feel like it helps me a lot with that. The ability to to control. Not my thoughts, because your thoughts are going to do whatever they want. Right? Thoughts come in and out of your mind all the time. But it helps me control my attention. Like what I choose to focus on or not focus on. Where your mind stays. Yeah. yeah. And I think, I just think that's helpful. <laughs> especially in terms of overthinking. Agreed. So. Good job.
0: <laughs> I know. <I've... laughs> we, we finally found a big yeah, difference we, between we, the two of yeah, us. Yeah, we
1: kind of, I don't know if we disagree Not exactly, a disagree, yeah. yeah difference baby steps we're we're working on it very much
0: (laughs) hey everyone nick and i really appreciate you listening to the podcast please rate us on itunes if you get a chance and if you have any feedback or comments for us that'd be great as well and if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover in the podcast let us know in the comment section as well thanks